Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries, and today we are looking at the topic of depression. Yes, and we've got a very good friend of ours, Robert yep. Steele, who's the director alone. of Glynley Manor down in the south of England. And um, him and his wife, Irma, and their son, Nathan, are very good friends of ours. And Robert has an incredible story, really, of how the Lord has brought healing to his life from his struggle with depression. And he's an Aussie, which well, I think is just... What could possibly what... go wrong? <laughs> we all love Aussies. We do, yeah. And uh, it's a massive topic, of course, even as we look at what's going on in the world today, even in this nation today, massive increasing topic, mental health decline, Office of National Statistics just saying that 48% of Brits have suffered a decline in mental well-being. So this is something that affects so many people on a wide range from just feeling low to feeling really seriously clinically depressed. So the Lord must have answers. The Lord has got answers. He has. He has. And so we're looking forward to this podcast to share with you, Robert, um, a very well socially distanced 330 miles away from us. Okay, Robert, how about we kick it off with you just maybe sharing how it began for you, where it started for you? Yes, uh, not an easy question, really. And I, I think it's the same with many people who are having depression. You can't really put a finger on exactly when it started. But if I look back for, for my life, I think it began in my early 20s, really. And and uh, I, I was involved in drugs and alcohol and, and it's sort of a wrong sort of lifestyle. And, and uh, it sort of gradually sort of came upon me and and uh, I needed to get away or get out of the, the the lifestyle that I was in, but not realizing that actually the depression uh, started to take hold of me more and more. So I, I probably had uh, eight, ten years of the developing of the depression in my life, and and then I went through some really dark years of hospitalization as well, and mm-hmm. medications and things, and and, uh, and and it was a very dark time for me. Yes, yeah, so I, I would say. Probably in my early 20s is, is when it began. Um, and Robert, what would you say were the the ways it was at working in your life? You know, what, what sort of feelings were you having? What kind of things were going on? Yeah, if I look back, I think at the time uh, there was a lot of fear involved and a lot of rejection. I found it difficult to relate to to people. I wasn't quite sure whether they, they would like me or or continue to have a, a friendship or relationship with me and it was quite a lonely place to be in. I felt very, very isolated. I, I, I definitely didn't have a lot of joy mm. and uh, or negativity, I think, and uh, in my life. And, and so part of that negativity is you start to think negatively, not only about yourself, but also about other people. Mm. And uh, I, I had those sense of, of heaviness, I think, if I remember, and um, being foggy. Couldn't, I wasn't able to make a, a right decision. I was afraid to make a decision. I suppose mm. would be the main part of of those times when I was, and it affected my whole thinking pattern and and how I felt about myself mm. in, in a wrongful way, not in a positive way, but in a negative way. Yeah, that's really tough. Eh? Uh, I just wondering how what what kind of things did you try to to cope with it or to try and overcome it or you know how did you how did you try and tackle it in in life. Yeah, at the beginning, I, I didn't know um, what to do. I didn't know I really had depression. So, but I, I knew that the circumstances that I was in, my lifestyle that I was in, is, is that I had to get away from it. So, in one sense, I really closed the door on my life, and mm-hmm. and I had a good job at the time, and and uh, but I, I knew that I had to get away from it. So I ended up leaving my job, 
actually I ended up leaving my country and I moved to Canada and uh, to try and just sort of put all that past behind me and start a fresh new life. But but actually it, it continued on. So uh, it followed me wherever I went really. Yeah. And, and so that were some of the original ways of, of how I tried to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? We can't run away from our our problems. No. And uh, I guess for people listening, they're probably, you know, you know, maybe work was a little bit of a runaway even, or mm. you went to Canada, that's very extreme. Um, Robert, what would you say um, was the real turning point? Because I know there was a real turning point. Yeah, it was after many years of, of trying to run, really. And, and uh, I did spend, after I moved to Canada, and, you know, the, through the rejection, through the outworks of depression, I actually spent seven years backpacking around the world to try and run away from different things and uh, the aspects of it. But I always had that longing that I want to, wanted to relate with people at the same time. I, I didn't want to relate to them because of the fears and the loneliness that I had. And you can't keep doing that. Mm. And at the end, I, I ended up uh, in Germany on the, on the benches of, in Frankfurt and uh, – I had a real breakdown, and it was then that somebody from Canada flew all the way to Germany and found me on the streets wow. of Frankfurt in a hospital. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up in hospital, and through um, a few years of of therapy, of of uh, medication, hospitalization, it wasn't until until I came to church really, mm. and it was when I came to church that it, the things started to really turn for me. Life it gave me hope. Wow, that word hope is such a powerful word. If you think about depression and what that means, that kind of it's that kind of being weighed down, isn't it? You can just imagine a head bowed, and it's it is kind of in many ways the definition of hopelessness. So, what a powerful thing it is to have hope that it almost is like the Lord puts His hand under the chin of someone who's bowed low and and kind of lifts, starts to lift their face up. It's that moment, isn't it? Of there could be a way out of this. There could yeah. be an answer. There could be some freedom coming and makes us think about Isaiah 61, which is a very amazing passage of scripture and one very dear to us as a ministry, actually. But in verse three, it says to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. and. Um, Again, real words of hope. And I, I just wonder, Robert, for you, what was the hope that God gave you? How did that, what did that look like in real, in real life for you? Yeah, I suppose there's two aspects to that. I, I think coming back into the church or coming back to church, coming back to God, uh, it was a, gave me that real hope inside that there, there was a way forward. You know, like I said, and I tried lots of different ways to cope with life myself and to do life my way. And even through the help of, of, you know, through the doctors and the medication and, and that space. And none of that really seemed to work for me. And, and coming back to God, it gave me that hope inside that actually there was a way forward. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, wasn't until I, I, one day I was reading the Bible and, and I came across a particular verse really and in uh, Isaiah 60 verse 1 and in the Amplified Version. Mm -hmm. and, and it says this, arise from spiritual depression to a new life shine be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the lord for your light has come wow. and there was something about that when i read that scripture that actually it gave me even more hope that there was a way forward out of depression into a new life and so i started to search really i think about 
what is the way out? What are, what are the aspects of depression and how can God really shine into my life and, uh, and, to, and to be able to give over some of these aspects of my life that I was struggling with? Mm. So I think that hope for me was not only coming to know God in the first place, but also to find that there was a scripture mm. that uh, linked to, to my depression and that there was a, a, a way out of it uh, in those areas. So, yeah, I think that's um, the hope that I had in Christ. Wow, that's so, it's so encouraging, Robert. I think I think the thing with with that idea of hope, that verse, particularly, I mean, I love that amplified version that you just read. Um, mm. Is that this? These words apply for everybody, don't they? It's not just for those who are at the absolute extreme end of depression. Mm. It's for those that are just feeling a bit low. They're they've lost that sense of purpose in life, or they've lost the connection with others, or whatever it is that's going on in life that just causes us to feel a bit low, that those same words still apply. There's still, God's heart is still for us. You don't, sometimes I think people feel like, unless they're on the extreme end of a, of a sickness or an illness or a problem, that somehow God, then it doesn't really matter that much to God, that he only really cares about the very extreme end of stuff. And, um, and so really the message of hope is, of course, for those people on the extreme end, but also for the everyday person who's struggling with, with, with whatever the issue is. And uh, so encouraging stuff, Robert. That's great. Yeah, and I think it's for all of us. We, we do need those little nuggets of, of, uh, of God's word yeah. to be able to feed our, our, our lives in, in so many different ways as well. And, and for me, I think, you know, I, I searched in, in many places within the local church and, and other areas of, of, of how to be free mm. and how to get healing from this area. And it wasn't really until a couple of years later that I joined the team at Gleaney Manor and LL Ministries at Gleaney Manor, where I, I came across some teaching on on spirit, soul, and body. And mm-hmm. there was something about that teaching that that really impacted my life, because up until then I'd I'd sort of looked at cognitive therapies, I'd looked at the ways of changing your beliefs and your thinking patterns, but I had never heard teaching on the human spirit. And there was something about the teaching of the human spirit that really uh, affected me. It really uh, spoke to me and uh, because I, I learned that our human spirit, which is the very core of who we are, the, the chassis of our life, if you like to speak, uh, could be wounded, broken, and damaged. And, mm. and there's lots of scriptures that talk about those things. And, and for me, it, it sort of said, yes, this is something of me, of, of where the outworking of my depression has come from. So it was a real eye-opener for me, a real revelation, and, yeah. uh, and, and was a big part of, of the healing journey for me, is looking at my human spirit yeah, I guess, and its condition. I, I guess many of us see a lot of problems just on a f- purely physical level. Do you know what I mean? It, it, we, because we're physical and we live in a physical world, we see things very much on that level. And, and remembering that there's more to us than just our body like we know it to be yeah. true, don't we? We know that whatever's going on inside of us is so important and shapes how we live our life and how we interact with other people and what we think they feel about us and what we think God thinks about us. All these things, they're all, they're all happening on the inside of our life. And, mm. and as you said there, you know, the human spirit, that real core part of who we are, when that's been damaged and wounded, that is going to affect every part of our life. Mm. So I can see yeah. how that would be such a big revelation really to start to look on the inside i guess that's what you ended up having to do was it to start looking on the inside yeah i did and and uh, 
you know, it's it's hard sometimes to look at the reality of your life. And, and for me, you know, I came from a broken family and there are many different aspects of my life that uh, that I had, I, you know, had suffered over many years, uh, things that I've done to my own self, really, not just from others, but in my own walking. And, and so I had to, to be real and open and honest uh, about where where I was going and what I've done in my life and, and how it affected me. And, and I started to, to have to look at those things and say, God, you know, forgive me, mm. forgive me where I have done these things in my life. And, and the harder part was to forgive other people as well, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, probably one of the biggest things was to forgive myself. Mm. And um, I remember many people saying to me, Robert, you're too hard on yourself. And uh, that's, that's true for someone who's depressed. They're often very hard on themselves. And, uh, and so to be able to not only to receive God's forgiveness, but to extend forgiveness but to forgive yourself as well is is a, is a powerful thing to do, and it seems to unlock so many different aspects of your life and opens the way for receiving healing and restoration. Yeah. And it was a big part of me having to really go through and and a quite a painful process at the same time uh, of of applying God's truth into into my life. And it's bit by bit, little by little, that I was able to um, walk out of my depression. That's amazing, Robert, and uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of people who need to to hear that message that you've just shared today. Well, hear hear the whole message, but hear that message that that you just said about forgiving yourself and being where we can be very hard on ourselves. Often, often something like depression is outworking from from a very um, deep place of us being it really rejecting ourselves really deep inside, isn't it? Yeah. There's a great scripture in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 11 that says, God knows the spirit in man and can reveal it to us. And I think, you know, when we're open to God, he speaks into our spirit and uh, and reveals things to us. And sometimes we don't want to know what they are, really, because of the pain that goes with it. Yeah. But if we're open to God in his ways, then, then, then actually we're open to receiving what's best for us, uh, even though it might be hurt and painful. But it is key, I think, to to, to looking at those things and, and um, being open with him and yeah. honest. I mean, it's... only have to look at David in the in the Psalms. He was really open and honest with God about the way he felt. And uh, Psalm 13 is a classic example of that when David's really low and he even says, oh, how long, oh, Lord, you know, will this last? And, <laughs> and I think for people in depression, that is a real question. How long will this last? Yeah. And it, But with God, you know, God is the way that, uh, can help us in moving forward and walking out of depression. Yeah. And what, Robert, I think there's probably a lot of people listening who feel ashamed or feel guilty that they're struggling with depression. I, I meet a lot of Christians who really love the Lord and they're, you know, they're really on fire for him, but they're, they are struggling with depression in their lives. And I think the enemy is just so horrible the way he comes and brings such shame and guilt when we're struggling anyway, what would you say to, to those people? Yeah, I think it's is to not to be too hard on yourself. I think that's one of the, the, the main things. But also know that actually God loves us to, despite the circumstances we are in. You know, lots of people have lots of different conditions. Yeah. And, uh, and yet at the same time, we have to know that God loves us and, he, and that we are valued before him. I think with people who have depression, they don't feel valued. Uh, at all, really, they don't value themselves sometimes, and yet we need to know that God values us, just as despite the circumstances that we have. 
Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it? Right into our spirits. If we can know that, if we know what God thinks of us, if we know how he feels about us. And the reality is, is I haven't met anybody who fully knows how God feels about them um, to the full extent. But often it's it's where we we don't know that, that that's where the Lord wants to bring his truth deep inside. Yeah. And I think you've got to remember, this is not a quick fix, you know. It takes time to walk through uh, these things, and, and we need people alongside us to, to encourage us and, and to help us in, in everyday life. And, you know, for those who are quite deep, clinically depressed, I think it does take someone special to walk alongside you mm. and, and to help you with everyday life. For someone who has, you know, just suffered loss, for instance, mm. and um, particularly in this time of COVID, you know, there's a lot of loss and a lot of separation and isolation. And, and just to, to be able to have someone to pick up a phone even and, or to send a card. You know, recently for Christmas, I think one of the two best things that we got as presents was in our card were two photos mm. of, of, of my wife and, and, uh, and this lady and, and uh, me and the husband mm. and just laughing. And it reminded us of the good times we yeah. had when we were able to meet. And I think there are little things like that that can really help us uh, through um, the different levels of depression that some people are going through. Yeah, I guess it's important as well not to feel too much pressure on yourself to to be better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's yeah. probably quite a big thing, isn't it? That people feel like I should I should be able to just snap out of this and I should just be able to be better and have more energy and be more enthusiastic. And I think from what you've shared, Robert, some of the key things I've heard are, you know, there's a need for honesty about about where we yeah. are about the the place that you're in and that that's okay you know that that doesn't make you a bad person to be honest about what you're struggling with um the the, the whole area of there being potentially deeper issues it's not that all depression is because of that but oftentimes there are deeper issues that the lord wants to wants to get to and that won't happen in a heartbeat like you're saying i mean we'd all love the magic prayer wouldn't we that just pray this prayer and say amen with enough faith and it's done, you know, mm. but oftentimes there is this real process, you know, and I think coming to peace mm. with that and saying, okay, Lord, I'll go your, I'll go your pace. I'll, I'll, I'll look at things if you want to look at them, even if they're tough. Cause I'm sure some of the things Robert that you had to look at were tough weren't they from your own life. Very, very tough. And, uh, and um, yeah, it, you know, it wasn't easy to make some of those decisions, but I, I knew I had to make those decisions in order to move forward. I I had to um, to make you know several just lifestyle choices, for instance, and mm-hmm. who I hung around with and who I didn't hang around with, and and uh, belief systems that I had to look at about myself and about others. They're they're difficult things to to they're very challenging. Uh, the best of times, but sure. uh, the right choices mm-hmm. and making right choices is sometimes not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. But with God working with us and and the power of his, his word and his truth, um, actually, when you do make those choices and you do walk and you do believe in, in what God is asking you to do, um, that, that's very powerful and um, very healing. Mm. It comes with that as well. So it really was a journey for you, wasn't it? And I, and I know now it's something that you've, you've told us is something that you don't struggle with anymore for, for a, quite a few years, isn't it? It's something, yep. yeah. Yeah, I'd say it. I'm full of joy. <laughs> you know, depression takes joy away, really. It's yeah. one of the big things. It's a thief. You don't have joy. And, and, and I'm really thankful. And I think when you, you part of walking out of depression is 
you need to look at the the positive things. Mm. You need to look at things that do give you joy, uh, that do make you smile and and laugh and and um, and and to have that joy back is is just incredible. Knowing that um, yes, I, I don't I don't have the bouts of depression at all anymore. I can't remember the last time that I I really felt uh, truly depressed. That's it's, fantastic. It's a great thing. That is amazing. And and it, I guess it's feeding your human spirit, isn't it? That's one of the things that we would teach here is how to nurture our human spirit, how to how to put good things in where maybe we've been very crushed or, um, you know, hurt very deeply inside. And we have to nurture our human spirit and speak the God's life into it. Have you, have you, was that part, that was part of, well, I know it was part of your healing journey. Yeah, it was a big part actually, and and as we know that we do a lot of creativity in our courses at at LL Ministries, and and it was something that I, I really didn't like to be honest. Creativity wasn't for me, but a, a big part of my healing journey was was to look at things that did feed my human spirit, and 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 for me, I think gardening was one of those mm. those the probably the biggest aspects where if I was outside and I'm in the garden, um, you know, I could do something to my own pace, to my own level. And, and talk to God and be at nature. I love the outdoors. Remember, I'm from Australia and come from a farming background. So there were those natural things that really fed my spirit. And and uh, all of us need to find something, I think, like a hobby or something we enjoy doing, even if it's a small thing, mm. and uh, to be able to feed our spirits in a rightful way that, that build us up. Yeah, Fiona Horobin, Peter Horobin, the, the LL's founder, his his wife, Fiona Horobin, has written a new book um, called Healing Through Creativity. Absolutely beautiful book. Even the book itself, it's quite healing, just seeing all these beautiful mm, pictures lovely, and yeah. testimonies of people who've really found healing and found life and found joy through connecting to them themselves, connecting with God and and really letting him into these deep places that we're talking about, which was was your journey as well, wasn't it, Robert? Yeah, very much so. And and I love creativity now, and and it's a great book. I, I have Fiona's book, and uh, and I've read it, and it really speaks uh, huge volumes of of what God does through creativity, through feeding our our, our human spirits, and yeah, and and I think it's great for all of us to be able to find something that we enjoy doing. Yeah, and um, it gives us that hope, and and actually. It's a very rewarding, even if it is just a tiny thing, a small thing uh, that we need to do. And, and for those who are feeling a bit low or depressed, and particularly now in this in this COVID period, this isolation period we're in, we need to find something, even if it's a jigsaw puzzle, or um, if you can get out in the garden, in the garden, or music. You know, worship is a great way to feed our spirits, just by listening to music and allowing God to speak through those times, and, and even going for a walk. You know, those simple things are often and the things that impact us the most, I think, particularly if we're feeling a bit down or depressed. That's brilliant, brilliant. Um, I guess I just feel a heart, really, for the people who have struggled maybe with depression, all different ends of the spectrum, for a long time and aren't finding that healing. You know, like anything that we you hear, amazing testimonies of God bringing incredible healing to people. I heard a, a testimony the other day of somebody who'd been healed from cancer and absolutely amazing. But I guess the other end of the, the, the other side of the coin is for the people who don't find that healing and, and the enemy will bring his accusation that, it, you know, you're, it's because you're not good enough or you're not doing it right or you're doing it wrong or you know all the things that he would bring and I just feel a heart for those people really that 
you know, what, what, what was something that you could share from your experience for them, Robert? Yeah, I suppose it's not to give up, really. Yeah. Uh, it's, to, it's to keep looking to Jesus, you know. And uh, as long as we're focused on him, and actually it's when we do focus on him that actually peace comes into our lives, really, and, mm. and we know that he's with us. It's when we take our eyes off Jesus, I think we then start to focus on ourselves or, or our own struggles. So um, I think yeah. the first thing is, is don't give up, you know, keep pursuing and keep searching and, and keep looking to, to Jesus. Uh, for you know, At the end of the day, it's, it's Jesus who we really want to pursue and seek and worship, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. We've got a saying that we um, say at Al Grange, you know, it's setting our hearts on the healer, not the healing. Because otherwise, if we yeah. set our hearts on the healing, we, we, we're constantly chasing after after that. And it really, our eyes have to be on the healer, on our on our good father. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that very much so. So, um, yeah, yeah, we have to be central to Jesus, isn't it? And, and he has to be the main reason why why we're here and what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, Robert, before we wrap up, I was just thinking about the people that maybe – Maybe they're not personally struggling with depression, but maybe they're trying to help somebody or they live with somebody that is struggling and it and it can be a challenge, can't it, to know how to how to best help. And as someone that's walked through it in the way that you have, I wonder what advice you'd give uh to those people that are wanting to help other people. Yeah, I, I think probably the one of the main things is um is not to put too much pressure on them. Uh, where the you know the oughts, the musts, the shoulds, you know these these type of things, I think that makes it very difficult for a person who is walking through depression, and um, and help them to make choice, small choices really. So rather than saying you ought to do this or should do that, say you know what would you like to do today, or what do you think we could be doing in the next uh, you know half day. I think it's about giving them choice and um, and and not overburdening people. I think by telling them to pull their socks up or to get on with life is probably not the most helpful thing to do I, I think a lot of love you need someone who really uh you know wants to come alongside and love you for who you are yeah and um and, and sort of bring joy little little snippets of joy into people's lives i think that goes a long way yeah they go together don't they joy and hope yeah they they yeah. cheer us on we we all need to be cheered on don't we in our walk with the lord well robert it's just been a a joy hearing your testimony, hearing what God's done in your life and knowing you the other side of that and seeing you leading the work at Glynley and, uh, like I say, leading the work with your wife, Irma and uh, Nathan and just really can't help but just feel a real thankfulness to the Lord for what he's done and, and what a testimony your life is and just to God's goodness and his faithfulness. So I wonder, would you just pray for us? Yeah. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, we we have an amazing God, and um, yeah, He's He's true to His word. So let me just pray. Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love and your care that you have for your people. And I want to pray, Father, for all those people in whatever level of depression that they may find themselves in. That Lord, that they they would turn to you, and knowing that Lord, that there is a hope and a future for each and every person. Your love for them is always the same. It never changes. And I pray, Father, that for those who are struggling with depression, that you would come and bring your peace into their into their lives. And, and Father, perhaps even reveal to them where some of the issues may lie in their, in their lives that Father has led to them to, to be depressed in, in whatever level that may be. 
And so, Lord, we, we ask that you would come by your spirit and just touch each person and individually where they're at, knowing that, Lord, that you are there for them during this time, and that, Lord, that you'd fill them with your joy, that joy that only comes through you, through acknowledging you and having that right relationship with you. So, Lord, we do ask for that healing and for the restoration of spirit, soul, and body, and its outworking in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Robert. I just wanted to actually just finish off with this with this scripture that you read out of Isaiah 60 from the Amplified, which I just think is so brilliant. Verse 1, arise from spiritual depression to new life, shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord, for your light has come. And so we just hang on to that as we go out from here. So thank you, Robert, for joining us. Uh, Love and blessings to everyone down there at Glynley. And thanks to everyone listening. And we hope to catch up with you again soon. Take care. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.